Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Welcome to the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Rusty Fucking Diamond. I'm here with uh, Boom. Gee, yeah, that's me. And uh, man, I got another guest. This is awesome. Two in a row. I, this Two in a is row, uh, man. Last one was a lot of fun. This one's going to be definitely a blast. I can tell you. So why don't you do the introduction for this guy this time? We got this dude, this motherfucker. Uh, that's never a good way to start it, man. This motherfucker here. Um, this guy, man, he, he's one of the guys who fucking trained us, but started out training us. He's uh, fucking, he's cool. He's cool. He, uh, man, I suck at this today. I feel like man. I put you on the fucking spot. We are here. I know. I, I'm, I'm fucked up. Boy quiz. Fucking fired. <laughs> yeah, you I mean I give it to you one time. One time I throw it yeah. over to you. But no, we are here with HBQ. He is one of the Northwest pro wrestlers out here. He's been around for quite some time, has a big name for us out here for sure. Um, I think of pro wrestling, he's definitely one of the guys I think of out in this area. Um, we are definitely a pleasure to have you here, man. This is uh, awesome to have you here. Oh, well, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. And yes, uh, one recording, I am a motherfucker according to my 15 year old so yes 15 now uh going on 15 uh should be turning 15 uh next month yeah well you want to know mine mine's 16 and just done being pregnant so jeez oh yeah, she's man. got a kid of her own now what's the time yeah, going gotta, i'm a granddad now man you're a granddad yes yeah, sir oh, do, do you get, yes sir that is awesome like well also do, do you get the senior citizen discount early I should, huh? I should. Yeah. I, I should get it on my energy drinks, you know, at this point. Oh, yeah, That's where absolutely. I should get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Shoot. It's like, man, grandfather. Yeah. Ooh. I think that's fair. I'm, Once I'm your only 42. should be able to get those discounts. That's That seems fair. I mean, no, regardless of of age, I mean, you can get AARP right now, no problem. I, I have AARP right now, so, I mean, uh, <laughs> and I'm uh, not quite 55 but you can get it at any age but um yeah no no i just turned 40 and being a grandpa is a weird one but it wasn't as bad my wife she was 39 so at the time of the baby coming in and that that was a trip 39 and a grandma so oh yeah, it's, wow it's, it's it's been a ride it's, it's a lot of fun he's an awesome awesome little guy so i mean that's great. I, it's a it's it's a fun time it's just uh in the beginning it was a, a big punch to the face so, <laughs> yeah, being punched in the face and uh, almost kind of like a redo all over again except hey it's not my turn to change the diapers anymore yeah we do most of it <laughs> mm. Jeez, oh. we, we want her to stay in school so we're we're oh. very good pushing her through school and getting that done right now and uh all right there we'll you. have to talk later i gotta show you some uh, artwork she does so oh, yes, maybe definitely. you can connect her to some folks. Um, I don't even have anything. She just did stuff for Matt Cardona. Um, 
man, this is terrible. I don't even have anything of hers, and I usually do, but she does a lot of uh, anime stuff and everything, so I'll have to talk okay, after this. But let's get into some wrestling. So how yeah, many years yeah. have you been doing this? Oh, uh, are we talking including COVID or uh, still, like, later after COVID? <laughs> um, I mean, if you did things in between. I mean, you're, you're a professional wrestler from the beginning until the day you die, my friend. So, I mean, when did you get started? Let's, let's put it that way. Uh, I got started, uh, it would be the last week of March in 2005. So, what, 18 years ago? Damn. Jeez, 18 years ago, yeah. <laughs> now, who trained you? Uh, Playboy Buddy Rose and Colonel De Beers. Uh, okay. those, are, those are my two trainers. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and you didn't start on DOA, did you? Or is that what your first matches were in DOA? Uh, no, no. My first matches were not actually in DOA. Uh, first match was actually in a company uh, called uh, CPW, and uh, this was at a place called Rock and Roll Pizza in Portland, Oregon. It used to be up on like 111th and Powell. This was back in like 2006. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was a match uh, against. Uh, yeah, first match against was actually against uh, Cameron Starr. Cameron Starr. Yes, I uh, actually, think I remember that guy, but uh, during a, unfortunately, a verbal altercation with somebody else, I think is when I ran into that guy. I think he had a verbal altercation, um, hopefully I'm not online, but with uh, Mike Santiago, I believe, when I uh, first ran Ooh, oh, into I, Star. You know what? I think I, I think you exact, were there. Uh, yeah, I think you were there, about. actually. Yes. And, they were, they, we were setting up the uh, ring I that do day. remember that day. Yes, and like yep, no comment, no comment. Put him in his place, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> I was there for that. I was just, I was just an audience. <laughs> so, um, hey, yeah, no, no, no shade, no shade on any of it. Love both of the guys. <laughs> what happened um, in your first match? Do you remember? What do you remember of your first match? Uh, my first match, it it almost seemed kind of like any any normal kind of like match because it's it's like I've wrestled Cameron like hundreds of times in training, like within that year. But it was just like, uh, it seemed normal, but like then the whole thing of like coming out and then the butterflies started churning and like trying to realize like, oh wait, now I'm in front of an audience. Now I have to like gauge their attention. I have to keep their attention. Now I have to actually like go out there and like do what I was trained to do, which is a scary thing to think about. And then also too, like not only do I have to like uphold of what I was trained, but also uphold them, basically getting thrown out there into the wild and like, hey, I got my trainer's names on me too. So like, I gotta go out there and like represent for the, for the school and stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a big, it was a big pressure thing, but it was also, it was a, it's a fun ride. So How'd you feel did, after uh, your first match? You so were you that? both faces on that match? Oh, sorry, uh, what was that? Were you both faces? Uh, no, no, uh, I was, I was a face and, uh, he was a heel. So, uh, uh, I don't know how things are nowadays with things, but, uh, he, he was the heel and he let the match. And so he actually led me to a good match. Yeah, that's, uh, it's a fun way to do it, man. And then, yeah, getting to, yeah, go with, it's always good for your first, I don't know how many matches probably to go with people you train with. Um, I mean, that's usually what I see, like still even now, like. A lot of people who are starting out usually end up having at least someone that they're just usually paired up with and just go with them for 
a while if it's not their if it's not their trainer then yeah it's usually yeah someone else in their class but i mean with you both of your trainers were not really wrestling at the time anymore they were probably doing stuff but probably not working too many matches i don't know if they were still at that point no no the uh they had uh they'd been been retired and they're like they might have like came in and like did like some spots here or there uh like a little bit later on like buddy uh came in and i actually did a little little spot thing with uh when skag rollins uh we know now is todd royce uh, he had a promotion called nrw and he came in and did like a little spot thing where he came in and like uh beat the crap out of derek drexel for a little bit how'd you get your name how did i get my name yes. uh funny uh the the name yes uh the name quiz in itself was not a wrestling name at all it's actually a college name so long story short uh we used to give everybody nicknames in college and we're all hanging around one day and nothing would stick somebody was drunk at a party said my actual name slurred it i'm like that will never stick and then i was quizzed from here on out uh in my first day of wrestling training there was like 12 or 13 other chris's and so i'm like you can just call me quiz and yeah i was quiz in the wrestling industry from here on out after that nice and uh the the and the, the the H the HB the HB part of the HBQ part feels like I'm huge, like anybody else huge Shawn Michaels fan, and uh, I was like one day during the show I just like you know what, I'm gonna just go out there and just pop the voice so I just decided to do Shawn Michaels comeback spot the entire time and uh, a friend of ours uh, uh, Chris Pugsley uh, when after I came to the back he's like hey, it goes my homeboy quiz and they're like you know what you got something there so just kind of stuck with it and you even had the super kick as well which I have. Uh... I fell at least one time. Um, sorry about that. It was not my oh, decision. Oh, no, man. I'm sorry about that. I, 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 the sit there, I feel like, God, who was, someone said it in the WWE one time getting the stunner, but it was, I was honored. <laughs> so, I mean, it was great. I, I'll take it anytime. No, I love, I love the wrestling business, man. <laughs> Throw me through the table, do whatever you want. It's, uh, <laughs> I love the business. But, um, now, I mean, I've seen you in ladder matches. I've seen some crazy matches in DOA. What is the craziest match you have been in? Uh, you know what? Uh, the craziest match, like, craziest match that I've been in would have to be a, uh, it was a last man standing match with Derek Drexel, which I know it doesn't seem like anything out of the ordinary, but the stuff that we did during that last man standing match, nobody was doing at the time. So we were actually adding in like deathmatch elements in to the last man standing match in itself. So there was barbed wire, there was kitty pool, barbed wire, and thumbtack. There was chairs or all these other little things all over the place. And yeah, that took a lot of it took a lot of blood and a lot of a lot of years off my life, if I could say that much. Yeah, was for it right before he left and went to Florida. Uh, this was after. This was after uh, we had a whole thing where uh, I needed to leave and I needed to go have surgery, and so uh, this was around a time uh, where he was uh, he was coming back, and then he actually uh, came back up from Florida, turned on me, and uh, 
which let me have my little exit out and then my return back, which was my like road back to like redemption. But you know, in order to get to redemption, you got to go through the devil first. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, um, I saw you guys have a couple matches in DOA and you guys are very physical in those matches, very physical. So yes, yes, yes. Uh, definitely, uh, it, it was a uh, something physical. It was also something physical as well because we also went out there because we had a lot to prove. Uh, from him going to a background of being like a radio DJ and producer uh, in Portland, and then me coming coming out from a background where like a lot of the companies just kind of saw me as like a mid card kind of guy and didn't think I could like hold up to a main event status. So we had a ton to prove and we just had chips on our shoulders and we just went out there and let it, let it hang out. No, man, it's uh you definitely do. You definitely do in your matches. Um, <clears throat> going, you got any uh, good road stories, anything crazy outside the wrestling ring that you can share with us? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'll get in trouble or uh, if uh, if I'll get canceled. You can join the this club with us. already been canceled all like right, a dozen right. times, so we're all good. All right, all right, sweet. There we go. So it's involving a, a cat by the name of C.J. Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of one of the many stories involving cj edwards but uh there was a there was one night uh he actually had to go to like his uh his like regular nine to five job and so he had to like leave leave the show early and we were out kind of like hanging out early so uh, we actually had a guy who's uh with the old portland wrestling scene uh from like back in the 70s and 80s and he like kind of like took a shining to us and so he saw us as like the next generation took care of us so he's like hey no problem i'll go ahead and give you a ride back seat so uh, uh, the people who were in my car, uh, I believe it was like myself, Dr. Cleaver, uh, Derek Drexel, and I believe Jason Sullivan as well. And so uh, CJ had always heard like these wild stories about, about this guy and they like just heard all the, like these crazy stories. We can or cannot confirm these stories, but it, it is what it is. So uh, Cleaver had his number and he was just like texting him all this wild stuff like, like, oh, hey, man, hey, man, I'm going to go ahead and stop by the rest area and uh, want you to put on this uh, put on this uh, blonde wig. And then CJ would text me back. He's like, yo, man, this old man wants me to put on a blonde wig. I was like, all right, you know what? You're going to be totally fine. It's the blonde wig. He didn't ask you to put on a red wig. And so text him right back. He's like, he's like oh, I'm all out of that. That was my Monday nighters. Well, I got a red wig. He's like, yo, man, y'all going to have to come pick me up off of I-5. This is not right. <laughs> Oh, uh, one one of one of many, and then uh, I have to say another one involving uh, Nate Andrews, where uh, he was trying very hard and unsuccessfully uh, hitting on this woman. So uh, there was a wrestler who just came up and just like, "Hey, Miss, does he have a shot with you at all?" Nope. But, okay, walks back over. So Nate continues to keep trying. Another wrestler is about six nine, ball headed came over, grabbed him by the back of his neck and just starts making out with him. And it looked like a prison scene. And the girl just walked out like, excuse me. Oh. Don't worry, oh. it was on a reservation, so it was all good. Oh, that's how you get away with it. Yes. Oh, man. Um, you like to call out your 
plan out your whole match all the way through. You call out certain spots and just kind of go from spot to spot. Uh, you know, now nowadays it's like every a, a lot of stuff. Like everybody likes to be very uh, meticulous about what they do, and they want to go ahead and go A B C D like down the line. I'm still like an old school cat. I much prefer like hey, just if we got the bullet points and we know what we're doing and we trust each other, let's just go out there and wing it. Because sometimes, sometimes the fans aren't fans aren't feeling what you have scripted out that you had planned in the back. So just like feel what they're feeling out and like have a better outcome after that. It's, it's hard when you get to that point and you're out there and you have something planned and it's not working. You know, you still have like two, two or three more spots that are still like connected to that. And you just, there's not really much you can do then at that point. It's just like, well, this is, this is what we're going to be doing. And uh, it's like, well, uh, it's not really working, but um, here, here we, we go. go. Yeah, we go. this is what we plan. We can't, you know, go away from the plan. So, yeah, I don't know. That's that's not a yeah. not a fun uh, one. But yeah, a, you got to be able to. Situation like that. Uh, yeah, be like call it on the fly a little bit here or there, like because you know, like some of the, some of like the best things happen on the fly. Uh, was it last weekend? Uh, working for a company first time called Five uh, CC up in uh, Bellingham, Washington. And uh, I was working uh Caden Cassidy and he's supposed to be a heel and I'm supposed to be a face. And apparently the fans just hated me first time seeing me. So we just had to, we just had to wing it. Like I tried my hardest, like get them into that, but they were flipping me off saying you're too little to be doing that. So I'm like, I just had to start leaning That's... into being a jackass. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, like, yeah, it was a... I, I used You've seen it on the, um, what do you want to call it? On an, the clips or whatever. What's the most unruly fan you've had to deal with? What I mean, I know you, you've done some traveling and seen different areas and everything. What is one of the most unruly fans like you've had to deal with? Just the situation itself. Uh, uh, one of the uh, like, uh, unruly fans, it's, it's, uh, it happened actually in Portland. A uh, couple times, fan actually tried to get into the ring, and he tried to get into the ring with like seven or eight really huge dudes, and just got the absolute crap beat out of him. Now, one guy was actually a legit MMA fighter too, <laughs> and yeah, oh, like oh. yeah, he he got half of his torso in there, and it just did not go well. I was like actually peeking out of the curtain, but honestly, for the most part, uh, like for myself, I haven't had uh, any like. Uh, physical fan altercations like I've had fans like shout some horrendous like racial slurs at me uh different things like that over the over the course of time hell last weekend had somebody had somebody uh, uh see some unsavory things and yes in 2022 here we are but uh, yeah as, as far it's, as like confronting yeah, confronting disgusting. one no yeah yeah I mean I, I mean you hear the Wrestling stories fans back are... in the day. You know, oh, yeah. like, um, we just talked about New Jack on the last show where he would just fucking feed off that, but the crowd was just so foul-mouthed fucking disgusting. As I'm sitting here swearing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I mean, I, I put on a different level of the derogatory remarks, racial slurs, things like that, and how far we've come. And there's still an asshole that will still do it. And it's just... Oh, yeah. 
what year you're from and not saying that there's a year to declare that it's okay but it's just we've come so far where we've grown and to have it's it's even you got kids at the show it's like that's what i always look at it's like what the what are you teaching them Mm -hmm. so you know and yeah it's it's pitiful and it's disgusting man and blows the fuck out of me but yeah. It's a it's a it's a societal it's a societal thing and uh how I look at it in in the terms of everything in the broad scope of the world, it's like while the world starts to evolve very slowly, the wrestling world, when it comes to fandom at times, evolves even slower than that. So yeah, sometimes you you'll go into like a rural area and you will get somebody just like, hey, you're supposed to be the best, the biggest baby face on planet Earth. That's not happening tonight. Yeah, well, we were watching some WWE shows, and I'll watch them with my wife, and uh, she sits and she's like, what year is this? Because she'll look at the crowd. She likes looking at their clothes, especially if it's like 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is 1996. She goes, no. She was like, this is like 89, 90. And I'm like, <laughs> no, the fans, a, a little, they, they progress a little slower, definitely in the wrestling business. And then, like, we'll go to a next show just because they're in a different area. And she's like, well, what year is this? I'm like, same year. She's like, those look like totally different trends and everything on that show. I'm like, yeah, this depends on the area you're going for wrestling. So they can mm. look like a totally different year. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. It's funny. Oh, yeah. It's, no, it's, uh, uh, I think it's I've heard crazy. kids say some of the worst shit <laughs> out of everyone. Kid, I think people with their, yeah, with their kids, like they had their kids and they're just standing there behind them and the kids are saying shit. Uh, fuck. Um, those have been the worst ones I've heard which has been weird uh i take that back not quite the worst but close close like kids that are like under 10 usually are the ones that end up saying some pretty fucked up shit um i mean not like i don't know it it was but though again it was in those it was in those smaller towns that were you know out wherever and it's like oh yeah but yeah, just kind of taken back, just, uh, huh, that kid. And then the parents are just sitting there just fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good little fucking, good little Timmy right there. Yep. Yeah, they look over there. I raise him right. <laughs> it's like since you got to use that accent with it, but, you know, yeah. kind of goes hand in hand. Oh, um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the truth, man. I mean, if they're going to be out there saying stupid shit like that, we're allowed to sit here and just call it straight as it is. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And we're, we're trying to be respectful to those fans even now, but it's hard. It's really hard. And then the social media shit that, like, you, I guess you can sit there at this point and say, like, children and pro wrestlers can kind of be the same because you're growing up in a different world as a wrestler. Because if you go back to the early, like, 70s 80s 90s they didn't have social media yes so in one way it's good to get yourself over and put yourself out there and say hey i'm gonna be here 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 but then every asshole in the world can chime in and start making comments about things and wrestling and everything like that now so how do you handle i mean do you deal with any stupid shit on social media too or any awesome stuff on social media that helps you out like get your name out there and uh here's the great thing about uh social media and i've uh i've actually chatted a lot with uh rusty about this i'm barely on social media these days and if i am on social media it is short quick to the point and i would just say something off the wall but very polite and just go about my business 
think that's the way, man. Mine's getting slimmer and slimmer by the day. I just stay busy with work, and I pretty much only go on there for work, talk to uh, people about work or wrestling. I mean, that's about it. Otherwise, you turn it on, you see so much negativity. So it's just, it's, it's a shit world, and hopefully we can make it better. And I don't know. I mean, 30 years, I've been over 30 years, yeah, watching wrestling and everything I do, I put it in there and everything I compare everything to is professional wrestling. Like the other day, someone sat there and goes TNA. <laughs> I know what they're saying, but mm -hmm. I'm just like wrestling. I'm like, yeah, wrestling. They're like, no, that's not what it means. And I'm like, yeah. So no, it's just funny how brains Test think about wrestling. Yeah. Little nonstop action. There's that yeah. one. There you go. See, look, I, I can do a thing right here. Like, uh, I'm on my I'm on my uh, Twitter machine right now. Here you go. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Hey, look, Jesse Ventura reminding everybody that Predator is 35 years old. Oh, don't do that. Is it really 35 years old now? Yeah. <clears throat> I guess they're coming out with number five. Number five is coming out soon. Called Prey. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna pretend yeah. we're gonna pretend uh, that that's not happening. So, well, okay, uh, who, who knows? Who knows? It could be great. Number. for a Jurassic Park special where all the all the beasts and monsters now get into the real world and start a, just hanging out on planet Earth, it looks like. So all these movies are just oh, getting yeah. wacky. Yeah, um, I mean, you're able to cross over enough things now. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, how many different Predator movies have there been? I mean, do those count as part of the five that you're talking I'm about? Lost. Yeah, no, I somewhere they have one and two. And then they got what, Requiem or Alien versus Predator or something like that. I don't know. If yeah, those there's count. Alien versus Predator, and then, yeah. and then you have the the Predator. You have the uh, the Predators when they were like uh, off in a different planet, like Adrian Brody and Lawrence Fishburne. And stuff yes. when they're all like yeah. the hunting when they're all like on the hunting planet. Yeah. And uh, then you, then you had the other one, which was almost like a uh, the last recent one that was like a almost like a successor to. Uh, predators, which had like Gary Busey's son playing his son, but as a scientist <laughs> instead of a cop. Jake Busey? Jake Busey, yeah. Yes, yes. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield. It impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. Right now, get 2.9% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. Don't miss this great offer. 2.9% APR financing for 72 months equals 1515 per month per 1000 financed for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 1031 2022. Yeah, I didn't know okay. he was he in that whole film. So, yeah. speaking of Jake Busey. So Jake Busey was in uh Starship Troopers. And the guy who is the uh uh uh, like the infantry um uh whatever like the main guy the who's oh, like the head uh, of the infantry 
What's that? Uh, Casper Van Dien. No, not not Casper Casper Van Dien. The the guy, the old guy, who ends oh. up like he's like if if I get you know taken down, you know just shoot me or whatever. Yeah. And he like throws yeah, he throws the knife at his total hand. Recall. That's right. That's right. Like hey, put your hand up. Yeah. So that guy, he's okay. He's in the new Dexter show, but he's also the voice of Mr. Krabs. And I was just the like, that's Mr. Krabs. Oh, that guy. Yeah, my wife <laughs> told me he's the voice of Mr. Krabs. Highlander. He's from Highlander. She's in the background. And I, and Highlander. Oh, he's in Highlander. I was just like, that's fucking crazy. I, I just, just I learned that right last there, night. I, I was just blown away. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, that's but, funny. Um, yeah, Jake Busey, man. Um, I mean, what, what happened? Is he still going around? He, he did... Uh, yeah, that and PCU and uh, Shasta McNasty. Shasta McNasty. <laughs> Holy shit, he is in PCU. He's the hippie. Yep, he is yes. the hippie one of the hippies. Yep. You guys and are the just ultimate frisbee guys. Mind. This is great. <laughs> I'm just sitting there, I'm like, wait, he's in all these things. I only think of Starship Troopers. That's the only thing I ever think of him in. So mm-hmm. I think that's his biggest role, probably. Yeah. Um, Did you guys see the follow ups to those? Any of those? The Starship Trooper. No, I should two, say no. I three, said number two, I think. Four, I think six now. Yeah, no, there was a lot. There was, I think, de- definitely more than three. I think there was, like yeah, Sharknado. probably. Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, it's up on that Sharknado level. And I think the only person that stuck around was, yeah, Casper Van Dien. It was the only one who stuck around through all of them. But yeah, maybe Jake what? Busey did too. I don't know. Yeah, did like or, most no, of the Jake people Busey died? He didn't die. He died in it. Did he in the first he, one? No, no. I think he might. No, I, I think he still. I think he still lived in that one. Like everybody else, like Dizzy died. Uh, yeah, and uh, Charlie Sheen, uh, Carmen, like, and uh, yes. whatever Neil Patrick Harris's character is. They both didn't die. Yeah, and then yeah, maybe Gary Busey's or whatever Busey, Jake Busey's Jake character Busey. didn't die. Who, yeah, okay. And then, yeah, because then, yeah, there's that other guy. Now you're forcing me to watch that again. You know, it's a pretty good movie, like, man. I, 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 I liked I saw it when uh, in the theater. I remember that. So I wasn't 17 yet, but I went in and saw that, though. It was easier. It was one of those things, like, because we had to go and, like, some places you could go into it and just pay for, you know, going into a rated R movie, and it didn't really matter. But usually it was you had to buy a ticket for something else and then go walk into the theater. Um, it was yeah, it was harder. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I remember like being like 14 or so and it wasn't really a problem buying tickets to rated R movie. But then between like 15 and 17 until I turned 17, it was it was pretty hard to get into. We weren't shooting shit up. We were allowed to go places without being looked at. Going, are you going to do anything stupid today? No, we're just in here stealing some candy, motherfucker. Just, just watching Star Trek <laughs> Troopers and fucking uh, Event yeah, Horizon, something about Mary. It's funny what people worry about, too. Um, what's the worst injury you got in wrestling? Uh, I had a like this one. Oh, worst one, uh, actually, uh, had a uh, had two fractures in my lower. And my lower lower back. Oh, lower yeah, lower ones. I actually had to like leave and had a spinal fusion surgery for that. So that was a that was a fun one. Yeah, I got my uh, 
neck fusion. Ooh, and that one dude. Does. Good, good back, mobility. Back in October. I can't go all the way left anymore. <clears throat> and they were supposed to do a double. And they pulled out of that because they're like, oh, we'll just do the single oh. level. And they did that. Now they're like, oh, we should have done the double. I'm like, yeah, you think so? So I'm dealing with some other issues with it right now. It's all good. It's, a, it's an experience, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so far, like, that's been the that's been the worst one I've had. Like, you know, like, uh, had to get my meniscus repaired and uh, had to get everything, get that taken care of. I had an AC separation uh, for my clavicle, uh, like, one or two months in of our training. Uh, of course, uh, black black eyes, chipped teeth, you know, blood, concussions. Oh yeah, too many, uh, too many, too many uh, uh, bloody bloody instances to count. So uh, luckily, I haven't had that many concussions. So, yeah. Knock on this. Yeah, daily knock on wood. That's good, man. Me and me and Rusty can't say the same. <laughs> so and most weren't even from like yeah, almost all of them were not from wrestling. So yeah, makes it even better. Uh, wrestling safer than, than the real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got all mine outside. Yeah, fucking uh, too many, I think. But um, now when you go on the road, I mean, do you do you have any favorite like areas you like to go and wrestle? I like Seattle. Like, well, you've been down Sacramento. He's done that circuit, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I've done uh, Sacramento a few times. Uh, did Santa Cruz. I've done like all like up and down uh, the West Coast. Uh, honestly, my favorite ones is uh, back home in Houston. Houston, you got into uh, a like school? Uh, yes. Uh, I have. Uh, I've gone like a couple times to there, but I have not gone uh, gone and checked out a show at a ROW or done any shows there, but I've uh, done a couple shows for uh, Texas All-Star Pro Wrestling as well as uh, Law Pro Wrestling. It's a new promotion that started up. Uh, it's uh, going on about two and a half years, two and a half years or so, uh, headlined by some extremely talented kids down there as well as our uh, former fearless leader, Jason Sullivan, <laughs> up a uh, former uh, yeah. BOA. Alum. So at those yeah, shows, are you mainly in uh, like near big cities, or are you sometimes out in the middle of nowhere? Uh those are uh, those are big city, big cities. Uh, we're uh, uh, they are going out in uh, what's called like a uh, Katy, Texas, which is about I want to say about 20, 30 minutes outside of Houston, which is kind of like going from Portland to Beaverton or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's it's still it's still like pretty big population and stuff like that. Uh, there was one time uh, Nate Andrews was doing a show. Uh, he has his own promotion out in like bum uh, bumfuck nowhere. Uh, in, uh, like not too far from uh, Abilene, Texas, which is like a little bit uh, close to Dallas, but it's in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. But they draw a whole a whole bunch of uh people there, which is amazing. So. Uh, uh, last time I was there, it was like a little town called uh, uh, Brown Brownwood, uh, which, funny enough, Bob Denver, Gilligan, went to that high school in the yeah. town. Yeah. Is, that, is that like, is he have a thing uh, there? There's like a sign that says home of Bob Denver uh, when you go into it? Yes. On, <laughs> yes, on, yes, on the inside, it actually does. And it was like, 
they're like a really crazy to see like a bob denver avenue or something or uh, uh the bob denver school you know didn't see a bob denver avenue or school or anything i'm pretty sure they might have had like a you know something inside the school for them like they had like a little etching inside the school but maybe they like gave a wing to them or something like that but you know nothing nothing that big but yeah it's a yeah, I, I like I like doing uh, doing a lot of those shows in in Texas because uh, I don't a lot of times because uh, I travel a lot for work for elsewhere too. I don't have a lot of time or uh, get the luxury like a lot of people get to do of uh, wrestling in front of family and like friends that I like grew up with and stuff. And so when I'm down there and I'm back home and I actually get to do that, it's actually a crazy crazy thing. So. When you're down there, you're wrestling. My mom actually gets seen me get beat up, so it's a. Uh, it actually depends. It, it depends. Uh, whatever, whatever the booker wants. Uh, uh, when I first wrestled down there, uh, they actually had me interrupt a a uh, championship match for the light heavyweight championship and make it a triple threat. And so uh, I came out there and I was just like, "Hey, we want you to go out there, be a heel, interrupt, and we're just going to give you a mic and let you go." And by the time I was done on the mic and they rang the bell, everybody hated me. Bad thing is, is I forgot to tell my daughter that I was going to be a heel. So she was the only one that was uh, very not pleased with the fans. So she was yelling at the fans, stop yelling at my dad. I thought it was sweet, but she was pissed. Um, (laughs) This is a question. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the best way to ask this question without sounding like a goofball when I ask it. But like who is the most like not I don't want to say popular wrestler you've gotten in the ring with, but a, a wrestler that's well known that like you've gotten in live. Did you go well, you did Christopher or had the match with Christopher Daniels, didn't you? Yes, correct. I did. Uh yeah, I worked. I worked uh, Christopher Daniels. Uh, I, I forget the cat. I forget the cat's name. Uh, new uh, cat that's uh, with uh, Malachi Black in his stable. Uh, uh, Brody. Uh, Brody. Brody King. Yes, uh, worked Brody King at DOA. Uh, maybe about four years ago or something, like three, four years ago. Yeah, or something it was like right that. before I left. Yeah. Big man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. His hands. His hands hurt, and he is a. Uh, yeah, there's no there's no getting a smile out of his out of him at all. So that's not a <laughs> oh trust me, I tried I tried, I tried everything. It was just like he he just left the he he was one of the rare people that actually like left a handprint on my chest, which was actually something to behold. So Oof. yeah, no, he's a big man. I don't want that happening. Um yeah, I just I remember Christopher Daniels there and I couldn't remember for sure if it was you that wouldn't do the match with him. Um and then, uh, were you in the match? Who was it with? It was the Blanchards were in there. We're at, at the Armory over in Portland, and it was a cage match, and fans bring the weapons. Um, I say, when you guys had the first fans bring the weapons match in DOA, I was excited until I saw all the crazier shit that the fans brought that I didn't bring, and I was like, you guys are fucking sick. Like, this is fucked. I didn't, you guys were using it in crazy, crazy ways. I was like, especially Drexel when those fans bring weapons match, man. Oh, was that the one that items. was at the, in Oregon City? When no, my this was out by, uh, what was it? Out Jansen? the Cleaver. Like, kind of like the Marine. 
Marina yeah, area. Yeah, the Cleveland Marina. Where uh, Bubba, Bubba bled. I mean, uh, hardcore. I mean, spouting okay. blood everywhere. And I was filming at the time. I had to go over to oh. Bubba, and I'm like, "You doing all right, man?" And he's like, "I'm fine." <laughs> Yes, uh, that was. Uh, I was not in that match, but I was in the cage match before it, which was uh, myself and uh, Ethan HD. Uh, we're doing the uh, title for title deal, and that's the uh, that's the day where I got my uh, eyebrow piercing uh, caught on the cage and it ripped out. Oh, I did not know that. Oh my! God. Oh shit! Yeah, and gross. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, the the funny thing behind that because uh, that that just happened on accident, but. And we're just like, hey, we've got we're in this cage. We got all this like stuff to use, and they're like, no, nah, we're using that for the uh, for the fans. We're in a weapon match after you guys. Well, what can we use? Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that? That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. I don't know, figure it out. We were like looking around, looking around, looking around. And it was like, you find anything? No, you find anything? And then we just looked down and there was just like a plastic bag. When you use this plastic bag? Okay. <laughs> Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> no, no, Man, no, 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 you always gain, like, when I would sit there at the shows and stuff with the kids and stuff, and you would come out, you got a lot of energy from the crowd. And I think for the most part, I think the, the, the time that I was around, like, you were a baby face. I don't think you ever were heel at the time. Now, did, have you turned heel? You have. Right? Uh, yes, I have. I, I think uh, it was, uh, it wasn't too long after that. It may be, maybe you've been about, like, a two years after that where like uh i had like my official turn and stuff like actually like uh i worked the match with uh mike santiago in the iron man match and is that where you had the samuel l look kind of going i think uh yes yes that's what that's where we're actually going by the group pole fiction yes (laughs) okay 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 i'm I'm, sorry i'm trying to remember everything like it's so many years ago and i'm like oh um now do you like playing heel more a baby face like do you prefer one over the other are they same to you uh pretty much pretty much one and the same to me but uh when it comes to like being a face uh, especially nowadays like since i'm not doing a lot of a lot of extra things that i'm like just uh, i'm an introvert at heart so you're like nowadays you're getting a lot more of like the introverted kind of me and i'm like i'm still got the energy but it's just like hey i'm older it's like you know, I'm waiting for the energy drinks to kick in, and you know, I'm waiting for the ibuprofen to pop in, and like I've done my stretching, but it's cold now, so my joints are kind of clicking. Like, let, let me get my foot, and I'll, I'll get there eventually. But you know, it's like a uh, with the with being a heel, I can do the same thing, but 
I'm just sitting here and then all I can just do is just like slowly try to undo my jacket and I can't get it. People just like, what? And it's like, now I got people laughing at me because I can't get my jacket undone. And I'm sitting there and now the ref is asking me what's wrong. And I'm like sitting there struggling around trying to get him to do it. And then the face is coming over trying to ask what's wrong. And then I deck the face and then I start stomping down on him. And then I just look up and slowly unzip my jacket. Nice. So That's a good one. Yeah, I know a lot of a lot of guys out there. For some reason, I always hear like a lot of guys like being healed. They say it's easier, they it's more comfortable for them to be heels than wrestling. Um, I don't hear too many people ever say, oh, I really enjoy being a babyface. It's like, I mean, you had guys like Cena or Hulk back in the day who never wanted to turn heel, but yeah, no, it's I always wonder because back in our days, I mean, people would either stay face or heel, they would never really change until. I mean, I would say our generation growing up in the Attitude Era, you had the, the big changes and liking the heel was cooler than liking the baby face. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it all depends on what type of merch you're selling. So that's that's what that is. Now, do you do that as a heel? Do you sell merch as a heel? Or do you not sell merch as a heel? I I don't. I like, I am not a. I, I'm not a fan of heels selling merch because that just kind of goes against the whole idea of being a heel kind of thing like yeah. i am not somebody you should be to wear on you or support whatsoever you should be wanting to if i had merch you should be wanting to like tear up like pay money to tear up my you wanted to destroy my stuff altogether like you shouldn't be going it's like yeah we support you like if i see somebody going out there going hey yeah we support you and we love you and i'm a heel then i'm not doing my job right I remember Mister having some uh, some merch that was like that. That was like, uh, you know, don't. It was like, I don't know. It was something calling him, you know, like whatever the fuck it was. Some, you know, making fun of Mister somehow, and it's on the shirt, and he's like, "Don't buy these shirts, and you know, wear them or burn them up or whatever." And you yeah. know, it's. I mean, that's that's different than you know having the, you know, having it be the cool thing to be wearing your shirt but yeah i, I like that that he would do that it was a good way to be able to sell stuff as a heel and it worked yeah, i mean a lot of people would buy those shirts there was like the no mr ooh la la or something like that like the mm -hmm. ghostbusters thing yeah but, and, that, and that's a, and that's a smart and that's a smart thing it's just like hey it's like hey even though like i'm not gonna get you to support me at least i can get you to buy something to hate me that i produced kind of thing uh yeah it's like the whole thing where like when everybody was getting a whole chance of like let's go cena and then they had like the cena suck shirts people didn't people didn't realize everybody's like oh man they're starting to sell cena suck shirts they get that people didn't realize that john cena was behind those like yeah we need to make cena suck shirts i got one i got one <laughs> i <actually laughs> saw the other day all washed out vintage style i was like oh and now i'm a huge fan of john cena which is funny i i love the guy I respect the guy mm -hmm. phenomenally and I mean, my my son. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know us. We, we're 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 the ones they like to call the rats that hang out the port. Um, haven't done in years, so. But uh, yeah, that's how we got to see John Cena, <laughs> and that guy is uh, like they say, he's a he's a given guy, man. He's a very given guy. That's what I was gonna talk about. You talked yeah. about Nate Andrews. Um, the time I was around mm -hmm. Nate Andrews, he is one of the most unselfish guys out there. He is such a given guy in the business, like. That guy is amazing, man. He was always so thoughtful and so nice and understanding. Like, if you couldn't do something 
a certain way he would try to go through five different ways like just to get it into you you know and that guy was always amazing to be around when i was around it was a cool guy yeah he's he's de- he's definitely he he has uh what we call the mind for the business and like not only like having the mind for the business like he has like the amazing attitude for the business like still to this day like when it comes to like people having like good attitudes when it's coming to wrestling and stuff like that nate andrews is like in my top tier of like no matter what like if he's having a bad day or something's bad is going on in his life he leaves it at the door and he's like he's there he's trying to put a he's trying to put a smile on his face he's trying to put a smile on everybody else's faces and he is a sucker for punishment like i have never seen like if you are not making fun of him he actually thinks you don't like him. Yeah, which no, is which is a weird thing. Cool he, he, he just, oh yeah, yeah, and, and he and he still is. Uh, like, yeah. I hope he never sees this. But if he does, fuck you, Nate. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he he's he's, yeah, he's a guy he's, that I can definitely call like a really good, really good dear friend. So now, speaking of friends, or this is one I wanted to uh, put in the middle here. You uh, were with a faction called the Illuminati. Yes, How did you yes. get into the Illuminati? Uh, I got into the Illuminati from uh, A. Uh, they wanted to go ahead and like, hey, we need to move this group into a different direction, as well as like they were starting to get like a more positive like reaction kind of thing. And it was also kind of a test thing with, with me, sort of like, hey, like maybe if we like put you with like people that you're like actually comfortable with outside of the ring and we've like seen you like hang out and like party with, maybe you can bring some of that personality that you have like behind the scenes into the ring. So that's how that came about. Yeah. I, so diversity hire. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, I'd heard I I didn't see the Illuminati in the very beginning of their uh I guess formation. Um, I think mm-hmm. I saw was it there was one guy in the original group. What was his name? Big dude, big jacked up guy. Why can't I think of his name now? Did he have noodle hair? Yes. Oh, Wage Reichton. There we go. Mm. Yeah, I yes. I heard he made the group a little uh controversial in the beginning. I uh, um, and that's yes. why the group wanted to go a different way. So, so I asked how you got in the group, and it was definitely for the best, man. That group in the Northwest for me is you guys are my favorite. I mean, one of my favorite oh. pictures I have is I took with all four of you guys. It was you and Drexel, Hess, and Thunder. So, it's, oh, it's I, the, I, re- I remember, YMCA. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's at the YMCA. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Speaking of, uh, um, Colonel De Beers, yes, uh, he had some colorful characters that he got to portray uh, throughout his his career, and um, I mean, yeah, be- between what he had in Idaho, uh, <laughs> I saw at one show um, to. Uh, you know, with the uh, the Brajnishis, and uh, yes. I mean, how did that 
kind of, you know, what, what did you get to learn from that, from what he did? Because, I mean, Buddy kind of had a different approach. But, I mean, Buddy did some stuff, but it wasn't quite to the, even like him being like De Beers, you know, being the, you know. De Beers the, Diamond. The yeah. Diamond, the South African, yeah. you know, fucking Diamond guy. Like, he always had something that was pretty uh, going to jab some people a certain way make them make them feel something no matter what even just just seeing or hearing his name oh yeah uh with him his uh his whole ma mantra was there's no such thing as cheap heat so so it was like no matter no matter how little it was it like if you can give a connection with a audience member like focus zero in on it and if it if you're doing something that seems silly, do it a hundred times more until it feels right. And at that time, if it doesn't feel right, leave it alone. But hey, if you do it a hundred times and it still feels silly, but it's working, keep doing it. You just keep on fucking, you know, you start poking that shit enough, those people enough, like uh, eventually you're gonna find out what's gonna fucking break them. And yeah. uh, then you just, you fucking zero in on that. And it, it worked uh, really well for him throughout his career. I mean, you, you got the, like the Rajneeshi thing with the fucking uh, only bio, or not the only, the first bioterror attack in the United States, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, going and pretending he's one of those guys. And uh, I mean, that's, I'm sure they were doing shows out right by there too. Um, somewhere on oh. the loop, probably in the Dalles even. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, that's a, a, a speaking speaking of that too. Uh, uh, him and Buddy were very big uh, proponents on uh, no matter what town you went to, always picking up the local paper or always like well since nowadays like cell phones, checking out the local news, checking out what's what's hot and what's currently going on. So if you're a heel, just say, hey, our local baseball team won. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. Right now, get 2.9% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. Don't miss this great offer. 2.9% APR financing for 72 months equals 15.15 per month per 1,000 financed for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 10-31-2022. Make fun of the baseball team since everybody loves that. Or oh, he's doing, when he's doing stuff, stuff like that, like the, the stuff that was just going on in like one section. I'm going to zero in on that since everybody thinks that's a problem. Oh look! And now it's coming in into our entertainment that we love so much. It just resonates. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you're gonna get heat immediately from that. Just uh, 
I mean, yeah, when people are that passionate about something or, you know, something that really yeah, strikes a chord directly with them and each individual person's feeling that, like, that's going to be this, this great heat right there. And yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so how about some Colonel uh, or Buddy stories you have uh, that you like to, or that you can tell or that you like to? That you can tell. <laughs> you like so, to tell. Uh, I'll start. I, I'll start with start with Buddy, and then I'll uh, then I'll start with Colonel. Then I'll end with Colonel. But uh, Buddy would always uh, when I f first met Buddy, he had a thing like when it was just like, "Hey, you can just call me Quiz." He kept calling me Quincy like the first three months <laughs> and then it was like who are you talking about he's like quincy you know the you know the the, the black fellow with the dreadlocks there's <laughs> like and so colonel will always call him tubby he's like god damn it tubby his name is quiz he's like oh my god but uh, uh, uh it was a hilarious thing uh buddy took me uh, took me to the hospital and so he had like this caddy with like these uh balls in the back <laughs> of his caddy but uh he also had like a satellite dish and a television screen inside and so he was inside like driving me and like colonel was in in the passenger seat and like buddy's just like kind of worried that i'm like i'm gonna sue he's like hey man you want to watch the sports channel watch this so it's like i can get some adult movies on here too if you want and i'm like Colonel's on the other side. He's like, he said he's not going to sue. He signed a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, uh, but Buddy, Buddy was always one of those guys that was uh, definitely, uh, he, he covered, he, he kind of covered his ass on a lot of things, but he also, you could tell there's a lot of times where he really cared about people. Because uh, uh, the day my uh, daughter was born, he was actually the very first person to call me up and say, congratulations. Which is a nice. Which is very, which is a very cool moment. But uh, uh, Colonel, Colonel, he was he was always a character, and uh, there was always le lessons that I still think about to this day. But uh, like when we used to run drills and stuff like that, like he's like, "All right, hey kids, I'm gonna show you how to do sunset flips." Now, I'm not doing the sunset flips because my knees are blown. But uh, you're gonna go ahead and do the sunset flips, and so he would shoot us off, and we're like, he'll bend down over we'll flip over him and then we'll go ahead and grab and he's like all right kid now you gotta learn how to sell it you gotta sell it and make it wiggle wiggle and then like he'll stop and then he'll like get up and then he looks at the rest of the class and he starts telling a story and it's always fascinating stories with ed because ed was one of those guys that could just bring you in on a story like did i ever tell you about that time that i room with cowboy bob Wharton when i was over in germany and i had real bad diarrhea and it's like what <laughs> So he would go into stories like that, and then like you're at the bottom, like listening to the story while getting a sunset flip, and then you look up and then you realize he's not wearing any underwear. And he's wearing short shorts. Yeah. And then he just looks down and he's like, sorry, kid, don't believe in underwear. But no. how have your sunset flips been uh after that, you know, like doing that uh you know, trying to get the guy to get down. How's that improved with having that uh, training style? Uh, it has been fantastic. My sunset flips look A1, like I'm trying to avoid looking at old balls. 
is an interesting thing when you're doing the sunset I'm trying flip. to get to 10 very quickly. Try it, it's it, yes, the desired effect is there. That's that's what it was meant to do. And it's one of those things too with uh you know, you never know what something's gonna happen, you know, some weird fucking thing's gonna happen with the crowd or in the match or something, and you just have to kind of be ready for anything. Like you're ready to hear, you know, dude talking about diarrhea or you see his fucking nutsack and you're like Oh yeah, I'm still on the fucking match. I need to fucking just go with this and not just, you know, stand there, you know, looking at his balls and shit, you know. Uh yeah. it's uh, it's an unorthodox method of of teaching, but it it sure fucking works. It it de- it definitely does. Uh uh not the ball situation, but uh there's an example of the old Oregon City, the city annex, uh a fight broke out in the crowd one time with like two audience members. And uh, re- re- wrestling, uh, former uh, former he he passed away uh, uh, years ago. Uh, Jimmy Freeman. Uh, we were in the middle of a match, and a fight broke out. And we were just like, "Yo, what's going on?" So one of us just like grabbed the hold. But the thing was, just like him and I started getting into like a, a shoot beef because his hand was like over my eyes where I couldn't see. So I'm fighting with him. I'm trying to see what's going on. So and so like we just kind of like it kind of looked like we were wrestling around like uh, for, for position, but we were just wrestling around to try to see what was going on until the stuff dissipated and like, all right, we can go about this match now. Yeah, I think we actually, our and first show that we ever came to was uh, the show, uh, the tribute, was it a tribute show to Jimmy? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah, that was the first one yeah, we ever came to see you guys wrestle. Um, it was a Jimmy Freeman show. As our first show there, so we were there for uh, the one where Thunder and uh, Cleaver fighting, going through the van, or no, through the car, off the van. And uh, I remember one of the fans there. Yeah, yeah, one of the fans there. um, Yeah, I I, I can describe him, and you probably know as a toothless motherfucker. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you got to narrow it down. (laughs) Wifeless like Alice Cooper. Hopefully none of these people watch this show. And they had like seven kids that used to come with them. They used to get very, oh. very vocal and like very into their show and the folly at one time. And Jason Sullivan pissed this guy off to no end, man. They really, I mean, really, like Jason and Defalia together. I don't know what they yes. did to this guy. This guy was so worked up. Tracy had to go in and like, just calm the fuck down. Like he was like, oh man. And yeah, it was just, it was, it, the, I was watching that. Why I'm watching the, was the Falls Count Anywhere over at the Annex or whatever, and they go yeah. through the car, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and then a chair goes flying from him. I think he throws a fucking <laughs> chair, and I'm just like, now with my daughter and Ben, you were there, um, and my brother was there, and we just form a circle around, and we just keep on filming and having fun. <laughs> it's a good time. I think that was the last yeah. time he was booked there, too. Um at that show yeah i think after that one he wasn't around anymore side show i think was there and i think same with him too i think that was the last time for both of them oh did he get in some trouble i i don't i'm not sure but yeah i don't remember them after that i think but yeah i mean uh, whenever i bring people to shows um or that have come to see me like 
whatever they tell me that I'm like, you know, how is the show? And like 95% of what they tell me is about what's going on with the, the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, there's hardly any mention of any wrestling going on ever. I mean, like most of what wrestling is, is the crowd, which is weird. But I mean, that's the stuff that you remember. I remember um, my buddy Charlie came. The, first, the only time he came was the, it was the show, uh, I think where you won the the title at the, uh, I think it was the, or no, maybe it wasn't. It might have been the show. Yeah, I think it was the, yeah, the one where you won the title. I think, and, uh, um, I mean, yeah, he didn't say anything about the show. It was just like he had seen the South Park uh, wrestling show or episode, and he's like this is exactly what it was man like i just i saw that and i was just like i every single person in that show like i saw that person out there and um (laughs) i mean it's it's pretty real man like the the fans are it's it's amazing i mean but i mean i'm i'm the fan too so i mean i i get it i'm that i'm that person i'm one of those people and they're uh and it's it's weird man it's uh it's always a fucking story or you know there's always someone wild to see in the crowd mm-hmm. you know you got yeah people yelling all kinds of shit what oh, was the, it's, um, a, it's funny because like, i always say like the the fan uh, this is why i like uh, oh go ahead no 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 go for it go for it oh yeah uh what was i was gonna say like uh like the fans are always uh i always that's why they come to indie shows like because they're always want to be a part of the show no matter like what it is and which is a, which is a good thing it can be a good thing or a bad thing a lot of the times it's a good thing uh when we had like the earlier days of doa it was definitely like old school ecw kind of crowd kind of deal. like you had the one section that we just kind of dubbed the hecklers that just would spout off anything and everything that will pop off at their mouth all the time and then we had like the stoner crowd, which they were very cool and they always had signs and stuff and they were very polite. And then you had like all the other fans and then after a while it started becoming an issue with the hecklers messing up with the vibe of all the other fans around. So like after a while it was just like, hey, you guys are gonna have to kind of like exonate that down, like kids here and stuff like that. You're gonna have to stop chanting Nate sucks dick every five minutes. <laughs> it was quite the popular chant when uh, it was pastor pastor nate um oh I remember yeah that. i do remember that and yeah and i mean it wasn't just one person chanting it either it was yeah uh, oh no it, it, it was it was most still still the greatest chant ever that i that i heard uh i was actually working the match with nate where he had like had a hiatus and he came out and the crowd just started chanting welcome back welcome back well, sucks dick Still sucks, dick. Crazy. <laughs> and he probably oh, loved but it. He's such a good sport about yeah. it, though. Going he's out, yeah, you know that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I probably messed that match up because I just lost it and started laughing. So <laughs> <laughs> how can you not, man? I mean, sometimes the fans <laughs> definitely do get that 
that chance sometimes that you just it gets to you. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, so very much so. And then there's those ones like I think we can all say it today, like they're just so overly done where you know, like you still got a chance when someone comes back after like two weeks. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not gone very long yeah yeah you're like you still got it it's like oh you're the i like to call it the fox audience now oh the very fox audience watch. yes yeah. like you, you lock up you still got it and it was like wow like wait till i hit the rope yeah. and get a shoulder tackle they're really gonna lose their mind wiping their feet this on is the awesome no what's the uh and being a fan what's what's the match that did it for you when you were younger that just you were sold you sold your soul to the wrestling devil like what was it uh what actually sold sold my soul to it uh is when i found out that i was able to watch wrestling weekly uh when i was a kid because i had like seated in spurts here or there and like i knew who hulk hogan was and i knew who like macho man randy savage and ultimate warrior jake the snake were I never saw them in the ring longer than like little clips here or there. But when uh, certain things like uh, when Monday Night Raw became weekly kind of thing. And when I saw like uh, that first one, it was like they showed The Undertaker. I'm like, yo, who is this dude right here? And I was like, oh, that's The Undertaker. And I'm like, he kind of looks like that bad guy from Suburban Commando. Like, Think he's the same person? No, he's not the same person. I think he might be. I don't think he is. But yeah, no, it's like, but I would have to say, like, the who who like transfixed me onto it was the whole the whole mystique of the Undertaker when he came out and his whole his whole aura and everything that he did because it was it was just something it was just something so different out of everything else that everybody else is doing. So it definitely was. He scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have the, uh, you know, since you were down in Texas, did you have uh, more, I mean, you said you, you had Raw going, um, but did you have a lot more like uh, whatever NWA style or NWA wrestling, uh, you know, TBS or whatever down there? Or did you, um, I don't know, I mean, like we, we had it sort of, you know, up in Oregon, uh, you know, it'd be on. Yeah, once a week or something, but uh, it never was like the you know the main thing that I was watching. So I don't know if it did you have that like where you, you know like yeah, whatever all the people in WCW or whatever it was then. Yeah, uh, they they did have a WCW on on TBS kind of thing, and I kind of uh, got to know WCW a little bit later on kind of deal because I, I i got a I got like a weird like what hooked me into wrestling and i would like got a, like a whole like loyalty thing and especially it's weird like being born and raised in the south and like being loyal to like the new york company when the southern company is thriving down there <laughs> kind of deal and so but it was just like that was just like what hooked me in first kind of deal and it, it was almost like the the thing when uh when it was just like uh who what do you got Sega or Nintendo. Sometimes you had both, but you was always on the schoolyard like, all right. It's like, oh, well, I like this. And I was like, screw you. I'm a Sonic fan. And then you, you kind of shed a tear and cried when you saw like Sonic on a Nintendo system for the first time. It was, it was one of those. <laughs> so, no, you put it, you put that pretty well. Cause it's funny. Cause 
I'm a North guy. So like New York guy, I love, you know, WWE and ECW growing up and WCW. It's just how Nation Hall put it when they went over. It's the mm-hmm. good old boys company, you know, and stuff like that. And it just, it never attracted me. It was very, I don't want to say I like the storylines and stuff, but mm-hmm. that's what attracted me to it, the characters. And then down South, it was more of showing your technique and getting over that way and showing your skills and everybody didn't really stand out to me. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of what, like you said, the undertaker brought you in and yeah, was it just more of those kind of characters that sucked you in the, I guess, larger than life characters. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like a, uh, like those larger than life characters. And I think uh, also too, uh, I was at that age range where like I was supposed to get hooked into those type of characters kind of thing. So like 93, I was what, eight, eight years old at the time. So That's funny. I was seven when I got into it, seven or eight years old. That's mm-hmm. I mine was WrestleMania six. So I was watching that, didn't care about the show. And then Open oh, yeah. Warrior came out. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, this guy's fucking amazing. And then he wins. And then I'm like, yeah. I'm like, fuck all cold. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I'll have to say my uh, my very first uh, live event that I ever went to, uh uh it was at the uh what was called the uh the summit that turned into the compact center, which is now uh that Joel Olsen church in Houston. I was like the WWF event and my favorite wrestler at the time was Razor Ramon. I'm like, oh, I've got to get to see Razor Ramon for the first time live. And then like begging my mom and like, like, hey, can I get the phone? Can I get the phone razor thing? Me not realizing that it's a foam razor. I'm just happy that it says Razor Ramon on it. But as I'm getting older, <laughs> as I'm getting older, That's and I started funny. to realize I'm like, wow, I was really naive as a kid. <laughs> Now, watching as a kid... Oh, go ahead, dude. No, no, no. I mean, it's just... It's crazy that, yeah... um, That, yeah, it was a razor blade. And, like, I didn't... I forgot who it was, you know. Like, I didn't know it was razor blade when uh, I was that age. Like, I didn't... I always... Like, I didn't know a razor blade looked like that. All I, you know, think about with razor blade is what you see on a a fucking shaver thing. And, like, you know, I, I don't ever see them, like... And it was like, I don't know, back in the fucking 80s and 90s, you didn't have the, uh, you had, there were, sh- the shavers were pretty shitty. And it was like, you know, like one blade, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it just, I wasn't shaving in the 80s, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't remember seeing razor blades like that until I was way older. Like, and I probably didn't know, I didn't realize the razor Ramon thing, at least till I was an adult. I don't think that mm-hmm. it was uh had anything to do with uh yeah the but I hadn't seen Scarface then I don't think either then until I was probably like nineteen or twenty. Yeah, and, yeah. Then after a while you started putting two and two together and you're like, wait a minute. Like wait, 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 wait. Okay. I call that life docs and we just connect them. <laughs> like there's some things it's like being that kid when like everyone's laughing at a joke and you don't get it quite yet and you're just like ah and then you go home and then you finally click you're like ah no yeah okay now it all makes sense but yeah yeah, yeah. um growing, growing up as a wrestling fan watching it and then becoming a pro wrestler 
is it different watching wrestling now on TV for you? Like, do you, do you, do you critique it and see all the little things they fuck up on, or do you still just enjoy the, the mayhem and all the stories? Uh, you know what? Uh, majorly nowadays, like, I try to stay away from watching wrestling just for that whole thing, because uh, for me, at a certain point in time, it almost became a thing where, like, once he took the once he took the lid off the cap, there's like no putting it back on, kind of deal. And but it's uh it it, it takes a, like a lot of a lot for me to like want to get back into like looking into what's in there watching it. Like, like I'll like catch up and catch clips and see what what's the current storylines kind of deal. And then I'm like, oh well, I see exactly where they're going here. And then I just kind of leave it as is. But there's like certain things that kind of like maybe resonate with my childhood or like resonate when I was younger, when I was growing up. You know, like teenage years or something like that, I like check back, like when, like when Edge came back at the Royal at the Royal Rumble and stuff. I'm like, yo, I gotta I gotta check this out real quick. I gotta check this I out. Like I gotta check taste, man. Yeah. HBK, Edge, like those are the guys I mm-hmm. just watch. I love watching them come out. I love their the pop they always get, especially with Edge returning and the the, the emotion on his face. He's like, you could tell, like, okay, dude. Don't have a full breakdown, but suck that in, but still fucking do your thing, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. awesome to see that shit. Oh, absolutely. Hey, man, yeah. I just, I was used to dream as a kid just coming out through a curtain again, that pop. I mean, that's got to just feel amazing when you get it and you come out and those people are just cheering for you or you, you, you get your first win or get your first championship and that just, that cheer that raging fan cheer you know i mean i've been there for one of your title matches and you won the belt and that was i was there i got emotional <laughs> oh, good time. and uh I'll, I'll have to say like the uh the most recent time that i got that i got a uh, emotional actually like coming out during a match was uh uh doa's uh anniversary show uh this past october uh, and it was like their their first show since like the whole lockdown situation, and I was, I was I was and before the lockdown, I was I was very happy about the lockdown because I was burnt out mentally and physically, and I just needed a break, kind of thing. And I was just kind of questioning things, and then uh, I got an opportunity uh, from the booker. He's like, hey, he's like, hey, I'm like, so I'm like to try to get back in in somewhat ring shape and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know how the crowd's gonna resonate, how it's gonna feel kind of thing and then just like to be the first person out that they saw for like the opening match kind of thing to like set the pace kind of deal and like the reaction they gave me I'm like I'm like oh oh wow this is this is great I, I don't know I don't know if it was just like from that or maybe it was also too I'm getting older and I cry at a lot of things nowadays like I cry at Marvel movies so it's a uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it was, it was just like a whole surge of emotions. It just like, it was like, all right, it was like, it was like trying to hold it back. And I'm like, there's like cameras in my face too. I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna have to turn away real quick. Okay, let me just make sure that everything, that my whole face is sweating. So it just doesn't look like I'm just crying right now. So, all right, that's time, that's time to get in big boy mode and do this. Nice. Yeah, no, um, that's one thing that really affected I mean, COVID affected the pro wrestling business for sure and a lot of sports. Um, anything that you did just, I guess, to keep yourself entertained? I know some guys just kept working out or writing things down or things like that. I mean, what was kind of your thing that you did during the, the pandemic, I guess? 
Uh, you know, the great, uh, I will say the great thing about the pandemic was, is that I stopped going to the bar as much. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was, a, that was a plus. So, uh, uh, like, uh, that was one thing, uh, focused a lot more on my artwork and, uh, other thing as well. Uh, I got into, I started getting into, uh, what I like to Might have lost you guys. You lost both of us. Nope. Just, just quiz. Is he gone? Oh, there hey. you go. We missed that oh, last oh, part. Back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I got about like a uh, two to three hundred action figures from uh, when the pandemic started until about now. <laughs> oh shit! And I got about, uh, I think I about got about like five or six currently on pre-order right now. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Mine wasn't because of the pandemic. I showed these last week, I think, off to Drexel. But this is the crap that I got into. Dude. Like the, yeah. Dude. Oh. No. I, you know, I have not found those anywhere. And I've been looking for those four packs, and I refuse to get. I refuse to go on eBay to find them. Um, I'm going to go out later. Um, the, or the Target over uh, in uh, Sherwood had them. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Messaging data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 Oh really? And, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll, if they're over there, I'll let you know. Okay. What up? Yeah. Hold on. Three hundred bucks uh, online. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, here goes that. Uh, since this one right here is my uh, my Storm Collectibles uh, Kung Lao, Mortal Kombat nice. two. Nice. Yeah, I don't have any Storm ones at all. Yeah, I just uh, I, I I've had uh the Kentaro, the sub boss one on pre-order and they're just now coming out with those. So I'm like waiting for in the mail any moment. And of course to my uh, my road buddy, which uh, doesn't matter, uh, you can leave your car car unlocked, my uh, Homelander. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is the uh, the NECA uh, Homelander. 
That is really detailed, especially for NECA, too. Yeah, yeah. Damn. NECA, that face yeah. is good. Oh, absolutely. And this is, uh, they, they come with two heads uh, for this one. They, the other one uh, actually has kind of holes in them where you can shoot the lasers out of them. Yeah, I was looking oh. at... Um, are you keeping them in the box? Or, like, how many of them are you keeping in the box? How many are you taking out? Uh, you know what? Uh, for a little bit, I decided to keep some of them in the box. And then afterwards, I'm like, you know what? I decided to take all of them out of the box, except for uh, maybe a couple of them. I have some duplicates that I don't take out of the box. But other than that, yeah, like uh, my Super Shredders, they're all out with my Turtles, all my Marvel Legends, and all the other stuff. Like I have, uh, which uh, I'll, I'll have to send a picture uh, when I'm back, when I go back home tomorrow of uh, my Mantaro figure. He's actually holding a uh, SH Figure Arts uh, old school, like Triple H. It's holding a sledgehammer. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, check out uh, Super 7 Ninja Turtles. Those aren't too bad. Um, yes. Uh, no, I, I love those. I love those because those are, those are, uh, childhood exactly what the ones i had as a childhood but way more articulated now so yes yeah they do good on those i also got a cordona and myers figures those are all right they're not too bad mm -hmm. um they're coming out who else are, they were, oh they were coming out an andre the giant figure yes <sighs> no one can ever get that head scan right man yeah no one can ever get it right no uh even even uh neca has the uh the princess bride andre figures out the the head still does like it looks almost right, but it's just the eye shadowing they have on there. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're I'm pretty sure it's like you put a cloak over his head, it might look all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, um, Rusty, you got some more questions? I think that's probably a good, a good, uh, good spot right there. Yeah, no, dude, it's uh, definitely an honor to have you on the show. I could sit here and talk wrestling all day, man. Like, especially with you and you, you're just very creative in wrestling. And hopefully you continue to do it. And I meant to ask if you were working with a younger crowd these days coming up in the business. Um, and Drexel was talking the other week about how he likes to get kids over now and all that good stuff and all the up and comers, especially the business I guess we can say it being a lot safer, I guess, mm -hmm. behind the scenes than it used to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like an uh, anniversary show. Yes. Uh, yeah, the anniversary show, I worked uh, Titus Alexander, uh, Big Uglies, one of Big Uglies kids, <laughs> as well as uh, Jaden, which Jaden used to be a fan in the audience when he was like a, when he was like a teenager and like a kid and stuff. And like, yeah, they're in their 20s. And I like uh, worked them in a triple threat match. And I was just looking, I'm like, oh. Oh, and also too, I told Drexel, I'm like, like, yo, and like, I want you to put me, I want you to give me a test. I'm like, and if I don't feel good after the match is done, then I don't think I can continue wrestling anymore. And then he's like, hey, you're going to be doing a triple threat match. I'm like, dude, I said test, not like get me out of the business. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, because back of that, yeah. I mean, he there's ever a guy to do that, man, put a go through two guys like that'll be you. I mean, you got the 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 cardio to do it. I mean, oh, um, like uh, yeah, at that time I was I was very afraid because uh, I was uh, I was forty pounds about forty pounds heavier 
than what I am right now. So like a COVID, COVID weight actually hit me really bad, like right in the middle of uh, 2021. <laughs> so uh, Southern food got really good, got really good at the time. <laughs> yeah, I still act like it's COVID, I guess. <laughs> so you do like no other. Um, and you got any shows coming up? Uh, you know what? I, I just had my last two shows in uh, Bellingham, Washington. Uh, right now, I'm gonna, I, uh, I usually like to take time off during the summer just to chill. And also, too, it's like, hey, kid, kid's out of school. Her birthday's coming up. Also, too, it's just like, I like to be back home and not have any obligations. And also, too, I, who knows if I'm going to be wrestling in September because I got to teach my kid how to drive. So that's going to be a thing. Yeah. I might not make it because she might, she might end my life in the driving. Joking. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Now, I see those pictures of the dads sitting in the passenger seat next to her daughter. There was one, if you remember the, the crash test dummies? Yes. The dad has a full body suit that looks like a crash <laughs> test dummy, and his daughter gets in the car, and he's already sitting in the passenger seat, and she looks over, and he's just looking at her like, like what the hell? And she's like, really? And she just gets the fuck out the car. She just won't even do it. Oh. Oh, yeah. But, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just. Hopefully, I'm waiting for her to like. I want her to be good at it, just so I can do all the things that she did to me. Like, she likes to play her switch while she's in the car. I would love to play my switch in the car, especially since Shredder's Revenge is coming out on, on Wednesday. Oh, excuse me, nice. Thursday. So yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that just happened. And PlayStation just did their uh, three tier thing for their PS Plus yesterday. Oh so yes, they, yes. Uh, you can do all the original games from ps1 ps2 3 not all of them but a big majority of them i guess you can play mm -hmm. i'll be setting that up today oh but, awesome um, yeah, it should be a good time. smart move uh you know something i mean that's i think that's gonna do pretty well with um i don't know why they hadn't done it before maybe they said didn't have this stuff up yet but i mean uh whoever thought that up is a great idea i mean it's like the the netflix kind of a thing of video games and mm -hmm. you know it had to happen and so yeah i mean that's gonna be pretty cool being able to display all that shit on demand and which, without uh, having to go and you know oh, yeah. which uh, funny enough uh uh from my earliest recollection i remember sega being one of the first ones doing that uh back in the day when they had this thing called sega channel when you could buy yeah. like this little box to stick in the back of your uh, genesis to plug into your cable box and for 4.99 a month you could flip through the games that they had on it. Why did they stop doing that? They got bought out. Uh, is Sega was uh, they were ahead of their times, is what I like to say. They were way ahead of their time, and a lot of the things that we have nowadays, people are just like, no, they're like, they're, and also too, they're like very gung ho. So they're uh, between that money issues. That was a that was a big thing. But yeah, if it wasn't, I would say if it wasn't for them, in my eyes, we wouldn't have like current streaming, like with platform games and stuff like that that we have today. So I'm I'm very thankful to be alive in this day and age and just and still go remember back in the day, like looking at Mario Pixel, man, this is great. And then seeing Mega Man and then seeing the Street Fighter too, like. And then eventually seeing the Mortal Kombat surprised him like, man, you see this? Like, this is as good as it's gonna get. And then when the 3D games started to come into play, and like, oh, this is as good as it's gonna get. And just constantly being blown away as it goes on. 
So I'm I, I love being a gamer and it's it's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's fun. I play a lot of Apex like uh, horribly. I'm, I'm, I'm like 1800 hours of Apex right now. That's bad. And then uh, I do uh, Daisy. You ever heard that game? Daisy. Zombie I have. Dead. I, I have. just updated mm-hmm. updated that. That's it's a terrible game for a person to have. It's so addicting. Do that or a Battlefront for Star Wars is another good one. Do that. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to actually get into those to those again. So I remember playing the first Battlefront and being blown away. But uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't played any of them since then. I've been, but nowadays I've been really big into uh, the uh, Yakuza series, which I uh, I got Rusty into, and I'm sorry, Rusty. So, I see him on there. I'll, he's I'm like, what's he up to in Yakuza? Yeah. Well, because now I'm at the point yeah. in, in the game where it's, uh, I just am, like, I, I did all the stuff with the dude mm-hmm. where uh, you have to, uh, you know, buy up all the property. But then then with the oh. other dude, you have to go and uh, do run the, clubs. The, the, the club really well. Right. And uh, I'm, yeah. I'm on, I, I can't get to the last one. I can't go and... Uh, beat the last dude yet so i just i've kind of stopped on it right now i've just been kind of stuck on it and uh yeah it's it's been frustrating because it's just like you have to keep doing the thing more and more to get more and more fans and so yeah my girlfriend keeps coming like what what the fuck are you playing like you just like you know trying <laughs> to like get all these these chicks to buy fucking uh you know or dudes to buy drinks and shit for these chicks and you know swap yeah. oh yeah know. the host the host, the host is, yeah, yeah that's it. like what the fuck is this like ah it's fun and <laughs> yeah. so um yeah that's, that's a fun one man and yeah that's that sega right there and it's fucking yeah. they did they did great man i got fucking just hooked in that shit i'll probably end up buying another one Yep, tell me, tell me. Once you're done with zero, you gotta get, you gotta get a uh, yakuza, yakuza one or yakuza, yakuza Kwame. Yeah, and, uh, I, think, start, I think it's time to up. do that. I think it's yep. time to maybe do that today. And you know, <laughs> once we get to these days here where it's a hundred degrees every day until fucking October. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, I, what can you do? Every day is fucking hundred degrees. Just, oh yeah the whole fucking summer here and uh it's like okay well i guess i'm just gonna get good at some video games here so yeah, i don't know I, I i'm not someone who wants to stay outside in 100 degree weather all day so oh, oh no 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 i'm gonna like when i will uh tomorrow when i go back home it's gonna be like 98 so i'm like yeah i'm gonna be in the ac the entire time and like yeah like looking at my kid i'm like like you can play the switch downstairs. I'm playing the switch upstairs. <laughs> I, I I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you at all. Is uh be hiding if it gets that hot. Yeah. That that airline ticket was that pretty spendy. Uh, no, it wasn't pretty spendy at all. Uh, let you know a little secret. My uh, actual job, which I'm not gonna re- reveal, uh, actually took care of that. <laughs> awesome fuck yeah that's the way right now man holy shit that's that's a good fucking job right there so so let's let's just say i i don't forget where i came from i still fly southwest but i bumped up 
to where I get to be in the first in, in the A row now. <laughs> of, oh. of so, so you get a the the first boarding. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah, and that's one thing about Southwest, man. Like I, I it's been a while because you know we're uh, I don't know the last few years. Like Southwest isn't a big, it'd be a big big thing. Like uh, it was United back back in Minnesota, and here it's Delta, mm -hmm. and uh, there's not a lot of Southwest that goes anywhere from here. And it's but yeah, Southwest, man, just getting there and having to get there early like real early to get that fucking that a boarding and mm -hmm. um because i don't know i don't mind getting to the airport super early i can oh yeah i can deal with that and hang out and especially now that you can put shit on your fucking phone and watch whatever or oh um, yeah yeah i, yeah, I mean it's, it's, with airports. <laughs> what's up uh not a good idea but i used like grab that photo in the airports on the PC. loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea, man. Like, yeah, and you get the free Wi-Fi, so you can just fucking sit down there and, and enjoy mm -hmm. it, man. It's not like I don't know that it's not you. You have to go get fucking crossword puzzles and uh, and shit like that, and uh, yeah. bingo or. Mm -hmm whatever the fuck we you know we used to play back then or um yeah it's... Uh, remember the little tiger electronic uh game oh yeah 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 those little video games uh those ones where it was awesome. yeah like it just has like one screen and it's uh yeah it was it was it was interesting um and because they had like different too. stuff it, yeah oh, and they did for the game gear or uh mm game boy and it was they're usually pretty cool but we had to have a different one for each game so it was like you end up with like fucking 10 of these things and it's like well shit okay i can just have this thing and takes up a lot less room but then yeah i mean it was i don't know i didn't i don't think i had a game boy my oldest brother had a game boy so it was it was kind of like i never got to play it until I think when he went to college, I ended up getting it from him and I kept it for a while. But I mean, that was, I mean, when he went to college, I was fuck, uh, probably 11 or something then. So, I mean, I, I got it then, but still, I mean, that was fucking what, 1993 and Game Boys were like kind of on the, you know, on the way out then. Like it wasn't really a thing, you know, playing Super Nintendo then and shit. Um, oh. It's like, well, what's this Game Boy? This, this black and white thing, and uh, like shit. But yeah, now they're. It's amazing those things still going. Just fucking no problem. Turn them on right away, and there's, you know, they still all work great. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Whatever they did, they, they fucking made those things well, and <laughs> yeah, the those uh, ones. I mean, I it's crazy like seeing means. them on uh train like that have gone through like uh tanks and shit like uh that have like gotten blown up in war and still are functioning still turning on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's fucking cool man oh a whole little arcade for pac-man and it works oh 
get oh, these at a cool. Target for like 20, 25 bucks. You can get a Ninja Turtle one, a pinball one. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I would love I have no, I, I made a little toy shop, so I have it in my toy shop that I have back here. So it's like a little 7-Eleven toy shop thing that I have for my uh, displays when I do all my stuff. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a cool thing to have in it. Now, now you need one of these to go for to go with your uh, arcade machine. Oh, I need to go get one of those. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have turtles and wrestlers in there and do a whole scenery thing. Oh, dude, awesome. uh, this right here, uh, $20 on uh, Amazon. Oh, okay. I'll yep. go on it because I like yeah. shopping Amazon better than anywhere else. Oh, yeah. Change, change face, different hands. It even comes with like uh, uh, fruits and stuff and all that. <laughs> That's Shit. awesome. That's awesome. You got the detail for those now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Could you imagine that if we had Amazon back when we were kids? Uh, uh, not I having get, to go to fucking Toys R Us or KB Toys or you know any of that shit, like <laughs> man. Yeah, but I miss KBs. Oh, KBs. Yeah. yeah. Like if we if we did have Amazon when we were kids, one, I probably would would have gotten beaten a lot more with the belt just from ordering stuff. Having Alexa oh, or some shit. Yeah. You know, yeah, Alexa, put this on the grocery list, or you know, Alexa, buy this fucking Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Shit. Uh, but, but yeah, no, like Kate, like KB and Toys R Us, like those were, like that was like that was like thing now, like back then, like like nowadays it's just like I, like the last time I got, I remember getting like that same type of excitement of going into a Toys R Us, is when I went into a Lowe's to go get some lumber. <laughs> It's like this is the yeah, beginning man, of the end for me. <laughs> it's uh, it's a weird world we're living in now. After all the craziness, like mm-hmm. I want to move out to the woods into a cabin. There's two circumstances I need to have happen, and that's internet and Amazon. And then I'll move oh. out there. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. No, I'm just uh, just as retiring, but those are things that I I desperately uh, thrive on, especially ordering toys from uh, Amazon. If you do it late at night. They have flash sales. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. It's bad. Those flash sales, like lady. Then order within the next few hours, and you get it at twelve o'clock that day. Yeah, that's another problem I have with them. They they tend to sit there and pull me in with that crap. They're like, "You want it today? Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Buy a little bit more. Spend thirty. Was it twenty five, thirty five dollars? And we'll give it to you today." Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. and I'm searching they for just something pass for like. Thing- where uh um fucking uh i don't know whatever our medical thing is i forgot it's called like u health or something there's uh there's the hospital there there and walmart can both use drones here now to deliver stuff so we got fucking drones delivering things to people's doorsteps now here (laughs) and they just passed it so they're like they got fucking prescription drugs oh. fucking flying around the, the, the fucking uh sky i mean i'm waiting for this stuff to start getting shot down like seeing yeah, that it's as like soon uh, as you see a lady named sarah connor touch a chain link fate a fence run as soon as she goes i'm yeah, sarah man. connor she touches the fence run yeah it's fucking That's weird next. man i haven't seen any yet but they're they're out yeah. there they're out there doing it and i mean they got that two hour delivery thing from walmart right now and so just gonna start seeing these little things fucking flying around and 
dropping it right off on your doorstep without any. And we're not any person hear any doing gunshots anything. from neighbors' yards shooting these drones down to get your shit. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking is going to happen soon. That's, that's going to be. Yes. Yeah, you start seeing the big boxes and. Uh, or you know, you start knowing which ones are have the have the prescription drugs in it. Like you start shooting that shit down like real fast. Yeah. Um, He's like, wait, 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 my cholesterol medication. No, 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 don't shoot that down. <laughs> yeah, that's not the good stuff. You don't need that. Like, <laughs> no, but it, it's, yeah. it's I need the way that we're going. Yeah, it's definitely the way we're going. It's it's a at this age, I think, in our lives, we're just kind of looking at it going. Okay, this is fucking crazy. Let's see how much crazier it's gonna get. Yeah, it's a uh, as much as much stuff as I'm starting to see nowadays. I'm like, has science fiction taught us no? Yeah, yeah. They did a pretty good job of showing us what's gonna happen, and they're they're pretty Simpsons close. Does it like, pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have a pretty good track record <laughs> with, with what we've seen. Well. But, I better get going. It's about that lunchtime for me. I, oh, I gotta, yeah. I gotta feed the beast. But um, yeah, no, we'll be back uh, next week. And uh, oh, by the way, I keep getting asked. We will have fifty more robes next week available through uh, Cordona. He'll be selling those while he's uh, on the shelf. Elf on a shelf. Yeah, that, so, those things know, went really fast last that. time. I mean, yeah, however, under a minute. Yeah, you can still get your uh, leather jackets and your heart jackets, and now it's finalized, dude. Fanny packs, they're fully <laughs> oh, finalized. You can put Do cash the fanny in pack beer stuff. cans. <laughs> I sold out of those fucking beer cans, but anyway, but yeah, we're uh, putting all new products up this week, so it'll be fun. New belts, all stupid shit. But no, man, it was a pleasure having you on, man. I. Anytime you want to come on, chat toys, chat wrestling, chat video games, man. This we're we're all for that. I mean, that's all we all we do. So hey, we're forty-year-old hey. children. <laughs> hey, hey, man, <laughs> I I, I, de- I definitely appreciate it. Like, I'm I'm not forty yet, but I'm getting there. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be a it's I'm a, happy to be an almost forty-year-old man child. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. It's not bad. I, I look at the, the past 40-year-old man child in our past where they look super old to us. And I think with all this uh, great food that has preservatives making us look young so we can continue getting toys. And hopefully, uh, yeah, man, hopefully I'll see you in a match sometime soon. I want to get back out there and see shows. It's family expanding, life expanding. It gets crazy, as you know. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I think I didn't even tell you. We also uh, personally had another kid, too. So oh. we have a we have a we have a five year old she's running around. Uh Delaney oh, Danger wow. is oh, what we wow. named her. So awesome. Well, she's a big wrestling fan. Uh the, the the two older ones kind of uh as they say grown out of it for a while or maybe just oh. gone for good. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the little one, she's a he's not even around anymore. She's like John Cena, and I'm like, What do they <laughs> pump this into you somehow subliminally? <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but yeah, no, she's he's got another fan, and it's funny to watch her watch it. Like, she gets concerned on the the crazy storylines with Seth Rollins and Cody. She's like, "Ooh, is that what's going on?" <laughs> and she's like, "Blood, blood, seeing Cody's chest." But uh, yeah, man, we'll we'll have to do this again for sure. It's a pleasure. Thank you for coming on, man. It's uh, we're having a lot of fun having guests on for sure. 
Yeah, but thanks for having me. Like, yeah, anytime. I'll totally love to do it again. Awesome, awesome. Rusty, got anything for the folks out there? Uh, No, I'm fucking, I'm in a... a... Because we forgot last time, I think. I think we forgot last time about telling people not to be fuckers. Oh, yeah, don't be fuckers unless it's funny. Uh, Yeah, don't be be assholes to each other. Take care of each other. Remember what we said about mental health. If you need anything out there, reach out to NAMI.org. It's mental horse, health whore. That is mental horror, whore, yeah. If you need mental a mental whore, whore uh, call up Rusty. I got some numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and also still out there trying to help Don West with uh, his lymphoma. Um, you can send money his way. Check out threadheads.cc.com.org. I don't know where the fuck you are. We're on IG, wherever. Uh, check out Rusty's Concepts. He's got some more shirts yeah. coming your, your fuckers away. So can... take care of yourself if you don't, can't take care of others. So please be good to each other out there. This world's fucking gross. And uh, until next time, I am G. Yeah, that's me. I'm Rusty. That's... And that was our homeboy quiz. Thank you, sir. We will see you all next week, folks. All right. Thank Love you very you. much. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232.